everyone, this is Jeffrey Kerr. I'm back with another installment of the News of the Month series on the Cure Reviews podcast. This is where I talk about a few different entertainment news stories that feel important and or interesting to me. Each of the stories you'll be hearing me talk about have been divided into four separate categories. The first set of news stories is about the musical Wicked. There's been a lot of talks about a feature film adaptation of the Broadway smash for years. Despite becoming an immediate sensation when it opened in 2003, lead producers Mark Platt and everyone at Universal Pictures haven't been in a rush to make a movie as the stage musical has not only been going strong on Broadway since then, but also all over the world. It wasn't until 2010 when they officially began talks, and since 2012, Stephen Daldry, the three-time Oscar-nominated filmmaker behind 2000's Billy Elliot, as well as its subsequent award-winning stage musical adaptation, 2002's The Hours, and 2008's The Reader, was attached to direct the film. In 2016, Universal announced a release date for December 20, 2019, but was later put on hold to accommodate production scheduling. Last year, the studio announced a new release date of December 22, 2021, but was later taken off the schedule a few months ago due to COVID-19. Unfortunately, Wicked has just hit another stumbling roadblock on its way to the big screen, as Stephen Daldry has recently exited the project. According to Deadline Hollywood, sources said that Universal wanted the movie mounted more quickly than Daldry was comfortable moving. Also, there was apparently a shortage of stage space in London that would have made it impossible to shoot the film there, which was something that was very important to Stephen Daldry. So the studio is back out looking for a new director with hopes to begin production late next year. I am curious about who the producers are now considering to take over. I remember back in 2010, there were reports that Mark Platt, along with book writer Winnie Holzman and composer-lyricist Stephen Schwartz, had met with the following directors about Wicked. Ryan Murphy, who at the time was hot off of the breakout success of the first season of Glee, James Mangold, who helmed the 2005 Johnny Cash biopic Walk the Line, Rob Marshall, who was partially responsible for the resurgence of movie musicals with his 2000 to film adaptation of Chicago, even J.J. Abrams, the creator of various TV shows like Alias, Lost, and was just coming off of his 2009 cinematic reboot of the Star Trek franchise. I don't know if any of them will be back in contention, although also according to Deadline, the creative community is buzzing that Steven Spielberg is looking to find a new directing vehicle after wrapping his West Side Story reboot, and it could be this. If that happens, that would definitely be a huge get. Not to mention that I would certainly love to see Spielberg take on a musical that hasn't already been made into a movie after West Side Story, which will now be released next December. Though, Mark Platt, if you happen to be listening to this podcast, I suggest you meet with Dexter Fletcher about directing Wicked. I thought he did a great job with last year's Elton John biographical film musical Rocket Man. Plus, I found his staging of the musical numbers to be very imaginative. Those are skills I think would be very useful for a big fantasy movie musical like Wicked. 
This next news story is about the Adams family. Charles Adams's famous comic strip has served as the basis for many different iterations over the years. There were two live-action television shows, two short-lived animated programs, two live-action movies from the early 1990s, a Tony-nominated Broadway musical from 2010, and most recently, an animated feature film from last year, which is getting a sequel. However, a new live-action TV series adaptation of The Addams Family is in the works. Sources say this new iteration will be set in present times, told from the perspective of daughter Wednesday Adams, and what the world would look like to her in 2020. Alfred Goff and Miles Miller, who were both behind the Superman prequel show Smallville, will both serve as showrunners and executive producers. Though what's probably most exciting about this project is that Tim Burton is in negotiations to not only executive produce as well, but also possibly direct all episodes of at least the first season. If that ends up happening, it would literally be like a match made in heaven. For those unfamiliar with Burton's previous work, he's known for creating such a gothic visual style in almost all of his films like Beetlejuice, Edward Scissorhands, Sweeney Todd, and Frankenweenie. In fact, this is not the first time he's been approached about the Addams Family. I heard filmmaker Barry Sonnenfeld said in a podcast interview with CBS This Morning that before he landed the job of directing the first live-action movie from 1991, producer Scott Rudin offered Tim Burton a chance to direct it, but turned it down. I even remember reports from like 10 years ago that Burton was working on a stop-motion animated film adaptation, but that obviously never went anywhere. As of right now, this project has multiple buyers bidding for it, including Netflix, which sources say is at the top of the list of landing this package. This next news story is about Clint Eastwood. At 90 years old, the Hollywood legend is showing no signs of slowing down, as he already has his 39th outing as director lined up. Clint Eastwood is set to produce, direct, and star in a film adaptation of the 1975 N. Richard Nash novel, Cry Macho. The story follows Mike Milo, a one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder who in 1978 ends up taking a job from a former boss in order to bring the man's young son home. The two of them journey through Mexico on their way back to Texas as the unlikely pair faces an unexpectedly challenging journey during which the world-weary horseman may find his own sense of redemption. In fact, I have just learned that production on this movie will be taking place in New Mexico from November 4th through December 16th. Knowing how Clint is known for getting movies done really fast, it should be interesting to see if principal photography wraps up earlier than scheduled. Heck, it should be even more interesting to see when the finished film will end up getting released. Maybe Clint Eastwood will have it released in time to compete at this year's Oscars thanks to the extended eligibility window lasting until February 28th. 2021. For our final subject, I'd like to take this moment to remember three industry veterans we've lost within this past month. Eddie Van Halen died of throat cancer on October 6th at the age of 65. 
He was best remembered as the main songwriter and guitarist for the American rock band Van Halen, which he co-founded in 1972 with his brother drummer Alex Van Halen, bassist Mark Stone, and singer David Lee Roth. When I saw that Eddie died, I couldn't help but think of that scene from Back to the Future where Marty sneaks into George McFly's bedroom one night, disguising himself as Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan. For those who'd like to know why, you can find a link to that scene in the episode notes. Lyricist Herbert Kretzmer died following a period of illness on October 14th at the age of 95. He was best remembered for collaborating with Alain Boublil and Claude Michel Schoenberg on the English translations of the original French lyrics for the long-running stage musical Les Miserables. He earned an Oscar nomination for co-writing the original song Suddenly for the musical's 2012 film adaptation, which he also had a shared screenwriting credit on. Marge Champion died on October 21st at the age of 101, although no cause of death was given. Not only did she appear on the big screen in several movie musicals, but she also modeled for three Walt Disney animated feature films as a teenager. First as the title character in 1937 Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, then as the Blue Fairy in 1940's Pinocchio, and as the Hippo Ballerina's 1940's Fantasia. Not to mention that she had nine Broadway credits to her name as a performer, choreographer, and assistant. She was also married to the legendary director-choreographer Garrett Champion for 26 years. My condolences definitely go out to all of their families. So that just about does it for the news of this month. I will be back on December 7th to discuss any bits of entertainment news stories that I found interesting and or important from November. If you love this show, please leave us a review. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash podcast and follow the simple instructions. Feel free to subscribe to wherever you get this podcast. If you'd like to find more content from me, please visit my website, which is www.carereviews.net. You can also find it on Twitter at carereviews and me at Jeffrey Care. Thanks for listening, and I will see you all later.